one ring to ship them all. Hey, shippers, we are back with <laughs> season four and returning to the wonderful world of Lord of the Rings. That's right. And this time we're talking about a friendship, the friendship of Sam and Frodo. Do we friendship it? Listen to find out. Hey, shippers, I'm Steph. And you know, I'm Devin. Yes, we do know that. And welcome to We Ship It Podcast <laughs> Season 4. I cannot freaking believe we are already in this third, fourth. I just said third, but it's actually the fourth season of this freaking show. Like what? Devin, we started this at the beginning of the pandemic and we're nearing what? Know, our third year crazy. of crazy. I we can't are... believe it. This is insane. <sighs> Blown away. Um, but we are so happy to be back. Um, I think this is our second episode. I think our first one will be Percy Jackson. Percy Jackson. Yeah. So we're excited to be back. Um, and we're talking about a classic Lord of the Rings. So Sam and Frodo are an iconic friendship. So what is it about them that makes um that makes us love them? Yes, that is a great question. But before we get into it, I want to introduce our guest couple. You heard Ooh. that right. Guest freaking couple to the show. So two of my close friends, Jordan and Leanna. Welcome, fam. Hi, Steph. Hi, Devin. Thanks for having us on. <laughs> I always to say hi. I love you guys. Um, as a mini intro, I work with Jordan and Leanna, and they are the cutest. We ship them here at We Ship It, Devin. We should do an episode on them. I'm very happy. But uh, <laughs> as a side note, Leanna is my work other half, and Jordan basically sends me memes to get me through the day. So that's how our relationships yes, are. We need those people in our lives. Yes. Um, I, know we, I knew we had to have them on, basically, because they are Lord of the Rings professionals. So welcome to We Ship It, Shippies. Woohoo. <laughs> okay, Devin. So excited to have you both on and thank you for joining us. Uh, okay, <laughs> a quick addition before we get into the deeds. Drum roll, please. <laughs> yes, I am throwing out a question to all of you today. So oh boy. this is our random question because I noticed that we do not do enough small talk on the show. Uh, so what are you thankful for this week? I don't know who wants to start, but I'm throwing it out there. I like to go first because then I don't have to panic about get it out of the way for my turn. Yeah. <laughs> um, I am because it is yesterday was Ash Wednesday and Lent has begun and we fasted yesterday. I'm just extra grateful for food. <laughs> yes. oh and I God. feel that that, yes, is very, that is very hobbit-like of me. So in the mm -hmm. spirit Second of the show, yeah. I am thankful for food. That is just amazing. Very Guys, cool. what are you thankful for? Mm. I mean, I like that I I bought a kettlebell not too long ago. Oh it like it's like transformed the way I work out. I keep it like next to my bed. And like, so this is my work room and my bedroom and my exercise room. It's kind of, kind of weird, but like, I can just yep. like that side of my room, I swing my kettlebell <laughs> and the side of my room, I work and then I sleep in the middle. So I'm really thankful for my kettlebell. I don't know if I'm swole. Shut up. I don't know. I don't know. She's the worst. I am Devin. Okay. That's great. We have food, a kettlebell. Devin, what are you thankful for? Oh man. 
I'm thankful that at the end of the day, this is what I get to do. Um, Are you kidding me? Because let me tell you today, today was a rough one. What happened? (laughs) It was just... Actually, the whole day wasn't bad. It was like the last like hour. And you know, like how the last hour of a day can kind of like really kill your mood. Yeah. So it's just what it is. Um, Damn. It was a lot of like things falling on top of things at the same time. So I was like, ah, but I'm okay now. I'm good. Well, we love you. Let's roll. Steph, what are you happy for? I'm for for the first time. (laughs) I am for the first time thankful for my dog. I just like had such a say it out loud. Say it proud. Seamus, bro. (laughs) Seamus. He did not try to kill Hannah when she came in today. And that makes me really, really huge steps. Huge step for Seamus because Seamus is a Seamus is special, 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 very special. We Um, love him, but I'm thankful for him. I'm thankful for Seamus. Wow. Thank you. That's beautiful. Um, okay. So I am sufficiently <laughs> satisfied with the small talk now. So let's dive into our fantastical friends. So to start Ooh. off um, a summary for the wealth of novel that Lord of the Rings is, uh, this was sort of a difficult task. So don't judge me, but here I go. Um, remember, spoiler alert, we are not afraid of spoilers on this show. So mm-hmm. beware if you have not read the books or seen the movies, we're going to talk about it. Uh, Okay, Frodo and Sam. So we meet Sam and Frodo in the Shire. I wasn't entirely sure if you say in or on. on. It's sort of that in or on (laughs) Long Island debate, but I think it's in the Shire. Uh, Living their best Hobbit lives, celebrating Bilbo's birthday party. The whole weird thing happens with Bilbo tricking everyone because he has the ring. He's trying to be funny and invisible and stuff. And then Gandalf has to like ruin the mood and... (laughs) Wants everyone to get involved and form a little crew to dispose of this evil ring because Sauron's eye is evil and stuff. And so Frodo is basically the chosen one. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I did this in five minutes yesterday. So this is pretty good. Uh, Okay. Uh, Blah, blah, blah. Frodo is basically basically the chosen one. The chosen one. Yes. Gandalf is about to set off with Frodo when Samwise Gamgee is caught eavesdropping and agrees to join them on their quest, basically to protect Frodo. He's my favorite character in the entire Mm -hmm. thing. But throughout their travels, the two are regularly underestimated. Um, They go through so, so much. Honestly, Frodo treats Sam like shit a bunch of times because he's grumpy. Uh, when he has the ring. It's sort of like Ron when he has the Horcrux on. That's what happens to Frodo. Um, Yeah. So anyway, but Sam just kind of takes it and follows him the whole way. The two split from the fellowship at some point and have to make their way to Mount Doom to get rid of the ring. This is no easy task for two little hobbits. In fact, it is perilous. But Sam is with Frodo the whole way and he is his protector and friend. The two finally succeed in their near impossible task of destroying the ring and are once again allowed to go back home to the Shire. Sam eventually gets married to a babe, by the way, and settles down and (laughs) to a babe (laughs) to a babe. uh, And we last see Frodo joining Gandalf, taking taking off on a ship. I don't know if that happens in the book. You guys love to tell me, does it? Okay, I don't know. I don't remember. Devin and I read these last when was it when did we read these a couple months ago i will be honest i have never read them you didn't read them damn it devin don't tell people that's where she died oh (laughs) yes did i die am i back you're back hello hello 
Hello? Right Hello. after Devin admitted to not reading them. And it was hilarious. Oh, <laughs> I'm so upset. I was yelling at him. Uh, okay. And then presumably Frodo continues a dangerous life on quests. Whatever they do on that ship. I don't know. But that's my summary. <laughs> My was my two corrections. My my, my me, correction Jordan. is that he wasn't eavesdropping. He was dropping eaves. <laughs> that, you have to get it right. That is a fair correction. This is why we invite. Uh, He's the gardener, the right? So he was just like doing his job on the late <laughs> yes. shift. Yes. Yes. Did you have another correction for me, Jordan? Uh, just the ship takes them to the Undying Lands. And what is right, that? It's like the afterlife, right? Oh, yeah, it's never like, mind. It's like a place where they don't suffer because he is a ring bearer, so he was allowed to go. Well, you see, yeah. this he is did why... his job. Although, and I have to argue, Sam is the real reason the ring is there. And it's the... true, it's true. Well. But he has a family. He has a family. He has kids, so he's got to stick enough, around. But Frodo should pick up his pants and pick up his <laughs> pants. <laughs> <laughs> Big, pull up your big boy pants, Frodo. Okay, that's a better phrase. That's a better phrase. <laughs> okay, but with that summary and the yes, correction, let's get rolling. Mm-hmm. Um, so, first question: Sam always has Frodo's back throughout their journey together, but before that, Sam has to make the decision to follow him. Is this an easy choice for him, and what is he leaving behind to follow his friend? Oh, that's Bam. a good question. So I I would propose that he's leaving behind everything. <laughs> uh, and <laughs> I think more speci- I accept that. <laughs> more specifically, everything. Uh, he's leaving behind his home. He's leaving behind his babe of a hobbit, future hobbit wife, Rosie. <laughs> Total um, potential. <laughs> he's he's leaving behind also his innocence because he's like he's never killed an orc before. He's never like yes. set foot on a fiery gaseous nauseating lava path where he could die if he missed that like he's never done these things right so he's uh coming into himself i think as a as a very like manly like badass character i guess if you will because Mm -hmm. he's got all this innocence and he's scared to leave the shire and then next thing you know he's like beating up goblins with frying pans yeah (laughs) yeah i agree i agree with all that so it's a hard in a sense, it's a hard choice for him to make, but I'm also going to say it was an easy choice for him to make because although he left behind so much comfort, right? The comfort of home, there's also his loyalty, like it goes to the core of who he is and making, knowing what he should do is easy for Sam. Mm-hmm. Like throughout the entire book, movie, um, Sam knows what he has to do and that's not, so that's not a hard decision for him to make. I mean, carrying yes. it out, that's that's the hard job. But Sam, oh, for sure. I think that's a great point. And so basically what I had put basically was like he has to make this choice multiple times throughout the story. So the first time that he makes it, I don't think it's very hard for him because he doesn't realize like what he's about to embark on. And he just loves Frodo. He's like, I'm just going to do this. But then it gets harder and harder. It's like, on an adventure. <laughs> yeah, it gets harder and harder to like keep choosing to follow Frodo. Like mm-hmm. as he gets loonier and more invested and crazy stuff happens and Frodo gets sassy. Um, so I think the choice becomes more difficult. And therefore, like Sam is Sam is just amazing that he doesn't turn back at any of these crazy points. Like mm-hmm. if go ahead, Jordan. Well, and that, that's 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 another thing. Like if you understand 
like in the, in the first 50 pages of, of the book, The Hobbit, he lays out that like hobbits are not adventurous. In fact, the adventurous hobbits are ostracized and they're considered weird and they don't really have any friends. Wow. And like, so by going, I mean, Sam isn't just like embarking on a dangerous journey. He's also his relationship with everybody at home. If he returns is going to fundamentally change. He's going to be seen as a weirdo because I he likes know. adventure it's so i mean it's so sad but it's so cute and i think it's it's even it's even harder because what the shire represents is like peace so he's leaving behind peace and comfort to to go and do something that like hobbits just don't do um and you're right like people looked at bilbo like a crazy sob and so like them doing this would they would either die or they'd come back looking like bilbo so i don't know what's worse but that's what he's leaving behind um Devin, did you have anything to add? But no, absolutely. Uh, I think this was a very difficult choice for him. I don't mm-hmm. know if at first, but he definitely has to make that choice again and again to follow him. Um, you don't know what odds you're against. Mm-hmm. Um, and even when you do figure out what your odds are, that's rough, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I don't know if I'd be able to make the same choice. <laughs> No, uh, leaving be- he's leaving behind his future, his comfort, his family, uh, a life of bliss and innocence. Like Jordan said, um, would it be better to live life not knowing that it's in dire disarray or in the battlegrounds? And that's really the question that's presented. Like, am I going to fight or am I going to just sit here and act like nothing else is going on around me? Um, he leaves everything to follow Frodo and he makes it known to him when they're passing through the field. And he says, one more step and I'll be like the farthest i've ever been from the shire and like it's it's a huge moment for him to like make that choice to actively go and frodo's just like come on buddy like let's go i'm like (laughs) you're not recognizing what this guy's giving up in order to follow you man so Uh, yes i think there are going to be lots of devin sassy frodo comments i'm sorry i have issues with frodo i'm sorry (laughs) we're gonna have to work through those issues yes um okay next question though why is it necessary that these two make this trek, quote unquote, alone? Because, I mean, I guess they're not really alone um, and not as the fellowship that they once started as. So why is it important? Is Are you talking about once the fellowship broke up, Devin? Yeah, yeah, correct. So why is it important for them to keep going it alone? I think that it's partially a practical thing. So the, the whole like crux of the mission is its secrecy, right? It can't be successful if everybody knows it's happening. Um, but as Jordan and I were thinking about this, um, earlier, we were thinking, wait, it goes so much deeper than that. Every member of the fellowship realizes that they, they have, they're called to something very specific. Um, so when they offered to protect Frodo, that was, that was noble, right. For them to go start that journey with him. And then, Throughout the course of the, the beginning of the book, the whole first book um, and or first movie, if you're more of a movie watcher, um, mm-hmm. Frodo realizes, OK, to destroy this ring is my calling. It's been a responsibility placed on me. So he accepts that responsibility. And then Sam accepts the responsibility that he has to Frodo to protect Frodo. And then Aragorn has this huge responsibility, much greater than they even realize at the time to um, to all of Middle Earth, basically. Um, and, and I think also Legolas has um, 
a responsibility to Aragorn as his friend, and they all have a responsibility to save Merry and Pippin. So there's all of these um, different directions that they're being called in. Um, yeah, I love the story, t- the storytelling of all of that too. Like, just yes, how you can have like one plot, but it's verging in so many directions, and it all comes back together again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Le- Leanna took all of my good talking points, but it's, it's like um, <laughs> Aragorn definitely like his duty was to unite the people of Middle Earth against Sauron. Like he 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 uh, fulfilled the army of the dead to their mm-hmm. oath, right? Like he if he had he gone with Frodo, they would not have saved the famous city of Minas Tirith, right? Or um, you know, I and I love the like little nod to the Hobbit. I, I like to like compare dif- the different books because the Hobbit was like a prequel. So um, like Hobbits by nature are small people that hide from the big folk and the humans don't, right. can't really detect them. And they're super, super secretive little people that like are hard to find and they hide. And uh, that's why Bilbo was the burglar, right? He was the burglar for smog. And so it's kind of fitting that two hobbits would sneak their way through Middle Earth into the into Mount Doom to to destroy the ring. So, you know, a, a, a goofy adult man would probably get them caught <laughs> by sna- stepping on a twig or something. But hobbits can just sneak right through. Mm-hmm. Who needs shoes? Am I right? Yes. Exactly. <laughs> and also, like, men cannot deal with the ring like we saw how many of them were just like uh i want that i want all of this power i don't know what it is about Mm -hmm. hobbits but they just seem a little bit more humble i guess a little bit less aspiring are we sure though (laughs) i don't know i guess (laughs) i guess there are a few of them that we might not consider in this but what i love is that aragorn was like yeah i'm not even gonna touch that thing basically he was like wise enough not to but I think it shows an inner strength of the Hobbit that like Frodo was able to take this on himself the whole time. And like, I don't know, he made it there. He was able to throw it in, although I didn't think he was going to for quite some time there, but he did. And I just think logistically, it's easier to go into the shadows as two rather than a pack. Um, Mm. Just less able to be noticed, uh, not able to be tracked, less attention. Um, Don't, uh, put others in harm's way like because you know that you're attracting danger with carrying this thing you're attracting danger um and darkness is called to the ring so there's potential for more to survive the fight against saruman if they separate and try and fight this beast in a sense quote unquote not really beast but you know i mean like they're fighting the enemy on different fronts and mm-hmm. able to push back. So it's also important for their relationship. The journey is meant for the two of them. It's meant for these two people to just make it there together. And um, I don't know I think that's important as well, that it was, they were almost quote unquote chosen to do this together. Yes. I love chosen one stories. You know that Devin, the chosen mm-hmm. one is Your my cliche. favorite, my favorite cliche. And I loved um, Leanna's pun she made. The hobbits are down to earth. <laughs> <laughs> like, and that's a pun for. Was that intentional, Leanna? Definitely, definitely. Jordan rubs off on me. Here I am making puns. Watch out! <laughs> this is my favorite thing ever, you guys. I'm just smiling so hard right now. Okay, Devin, All take right. us to the next question. Do you have anything else to add before we? No. Okay, perfect. All right. So how do these two complement each other in their friendship? 
Ooh, that's a that's a big question. And I feel like you I feel like this is where you can't read Tolkien um without the historical context it was written in. Like this like you you have to acknowledge Tolkien's both religiosity and his experience in World War One. Um because it's like we're going there, folks. Right. We're oh, going yeah. there. I love the detail. Yeah. I'm, I'm opening the door because if you got a friend who experienced war the way Tolkien did, just like very intimately, he's going to come back like with, well, at the time they called it shell shocked, but it's PTSD, right? Um, and so you need a friend who's willing to persevere. Like Frodo needed to persevere. That's something that he exhibited. He had a lot of perseverance, but then Sam also persevered because if you have to love somebody with who who has who is traumatized by a war or by the ring, the way Frodo or Tolkien would have been, um, then you have to persevere in that love for that person. That's what Sam did. They, everyone talks about how Frodo persevered with the ring, but like Sam persevered in loving Frodo because that's what friends do, right? Like these are the virtues that they exhibited, and I think mm-hmm. Tolkien Tolkien does a great job. Uh, writing his own mental struggle with World War One into Frodo, and I think that's so cool. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. That's amazing. Yeah, and I I love that we I love that you brought up um, the experience in uh, in war um, because that's the genius of Tolkien is that every piece of every bit of his writing, every character, every instance, it's, it all draws from real life experience. It draws from struggle. It draws from war. It draws from his relationships and his friendships, every bit of it. Um, Even the characters of Sam and Frodo Um, and the character of Sam, it was not only influenced by, but named after um, someone who was on the battlefield with Tolkien in the war. Um, Get out. I didn't yeah, know yeah. that. Yes, yeah, he was That's he really was cool. under him. Tolkien was an officer. Um, and one it one of the soldiers that was under him, his name was Sam. Um, not Sam Wise. Uh, obviously that was creativity. <laughs> <laughs> but his name was Sam. And he he stuck through Tolkien because Tolkien was separated from all of his other friends. Um, he had this wonderful group of friends and they all went to war, um, but they all went to different branches. And so they were separated and he had this um as one friend who stuck by him. So, and I think that um, that relationship echoes incredibly in Sam and Frodo, um, where Frodo has this position of leadership, really. And Sam has this position of uh, support. He is supportive. He is loyal. He doesn't leave him. And Frodo makes these decisions that Sam doesn't always agree with, which Mm -hmm. I think we'll touch on a little bit later. Mm -hmm. Um, But Sam follows him no matter what. um, And that, um, was part of his experience during the war. Oh okay, my before God. Before we move on any what? further, what, please Devin? tell me where you two are getting your, like, <laughs> I, I, cause is this Devin personal research? Did you take this. a class? Like I am you know, blown away I have by so your many books. insight. <laughs> I have so many books. Um, uh, so first of all, is this just a passion, a passion project for you both? 
kinda. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> this is just who who we are. Um, but no, I recommend because in this college book. there was a there was a Tolkien class, and I was like, I really want to mm-hmm. take it, but it what it wouldn't fit into my schedule, so I wasn't able to take the Tolkien Sad. class. But I'm just like blown away. Well, now by you should have. You guys are passing on. Thank yeah. you for well, providing me this TED talk of uh, Frodo and Sam. <laughs> yes, and this on. is a Tolkien <laughs> TED talk, honestly. But so my answer feels really basic now, but I'm gonna say it anyway. Uh, So I think that Sam is the element of loyalty in their relationship. And that's why, like, at first I put that Frodo was brave, but I don't really think that the word brave is accurate. I think I want to preface it with like stupid brave. Sometimes he just walks forward without thinking (laughs) with, and that's the thing without thinking about it, but that's how like, some good leaders really, really get where they're going is just like being stupid, brave. So I think that Frodo is stupid, brave. And I think that Sam is loyal as hell. And so the two of them, like walking this together, were the only two who could do it. Someone who is stupid, brave and someone who is loyal till the end. And I a think stupid that's follower why. as well. <laughs> no, <laughs> Sam is not a stupid follower. Well, maybe he's a little he's the stupid. wise follower. <laughs> he's Yes, I would call him the wise follower. But that's why I think that they do so well, because they have to do this nearly mm-hmm. impossible thing. So they need someone who's willing to do it without really thinking about all the problems that could occur. And they need someone right. who's able to support him. So that's why I think they complement each other really well. Um. And I just think there's I, really no better friendship that's been written <clears throat> for at least a long I time. Agree. Yeah. They, Sam shows Frodo just this unconditional love that's really beautiful. And I, and mm-hmm. I agree with you that it's stupid bravery. Um, but I would also argue there's a little bit of courage. Is there a difference? I don't know. But, stupid um, courage. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I just, I love the way Tolkien writes. Um, this is, I'm, I'm not going to rear my nerdy history head again, but no, please um, do. Like, we need it. <laughs> more, like the description of Mordor, like the noxious gas and the mm-hmm. lava and the disgusting, like dirty, just how Mordor is. Like he wrote to that as his perception of the trenches. Like that was his, like Mordor oh, is. Oh my. Mordor was how he remembers the war. Huh. Um, and so when, like, I'm just imagining Frodo and Sam approaching Mordor and saying like, we have to cross this. Let's go. And like, it's much easier to do with a friend. Like, I, I'll just oh, say that. Sure. Like, 100%. Like the boys roll up to like this lava pit and they're like, we're crossing the this. But alone, alone, <laughs> that would be harder. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, Stephanie, that stupid bravery that you're talking about, almost every soldier in the, in the Great War, as they called it, that the men just assumed I got to go. That's my duty. I, yeah. I got to yeah. go. They weren't any. They right. Weren't they were looking special. for that red badge of courage. Yes. Yeah. And they just stupidly walked into what they didn't realize was going to yeah. be like this Huge. terrifying, violent, brutal experience. Right. Um, but yeah, they were stupid. Great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For I didn't me, know I a just, better I word. Really for it. Oh, go ahead, Devin. Oh, no, you're good. I apologize. Uh, For me, I just highlighted that Frodo is the leader and Sam is the devoted follower. Like, that's literally (laughs) what I had as the two. They do complement each other so well because he is the the go to leader and Sam is just, yes, I will follow you and I will do whatever you ask of me. Um, So that's how they like. I think we've all kind of like repeated that in some fashion or another that they are like just that leader, follower, devotee kind of deal. Um, Yeah. 
Okay, I'm moving on now yeah. because let's do it. It'd go on forever. Uh, do you think that their relationship is more okay? I like how you put this step in. Do you think that their relationship is more employer employee or much more personal? Does it shift? And if so, where do you see it shift? I have so many thoughts on this question. Well, me too. That's why I was like, please. I need to talk about this. Yeah, yeah I don't, I'm trying. Gonna try and like shorten all of my thoughts. Um, but the short answer is it, no, it's not employer employee. Um, and I think part of that is because that's the Hobbit culture. Everything is very personable. Like nothing is business because everything is everybody's business. Um, in the Shire, like everyone's nosy small town. Um, yeah. Everybody cares about everybody what's going on in everybody's lives. Even if it's not always like, sometimes it's not a good nosiness. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> The Sackville Baggins is nosiness um, <laughs> for anybody who even understands that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that there's just so it, everything is so personal for Sam and Frodo. Yeah. Um, and like, that's why we call it a, a friendship, right? It's not just your average, you know, work relationship. He's not just his gardener. Um, even before uh, they go on this crazy journey, they're just big, after work they go and they they grab a beer together and they hang out and they dance and they have fun because that's the culture of the shire mm-hmm. um i want to live in the shire oh me too me too 100 <laughs> percent. i don't know who wouldn't <laughs> um, um, but it totally shifts as the story goes on and like that's life right and every relationship is like has to go through the crap that life throws at you Right. And so their 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 friendship is challenged in a lot of ways and it, it gets deeper. They learn more about each other. Um, and I think really on on Frodo's end, too, he's like, wow, this isn't just my gardener. Like, this is someone who's got my back. And it again, movie watchers at the end of the second movie, Frodo said, I, I wouldn't have gotten very far without Sam. Like the story is about him. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he starts to acknowledge the part that, that Sam plays. And I think that's really a step in the relationship too. I'm going to hop in because I want to hear what Jordan says afterwards. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. Um, this is where it gets difficult for me because while yes, they are friends and were friends before the track, Sam always has that employee response to Frodo. Um, I mean, he was his gardener before the journey as well, which we already talked about, but he always refers to him as Mr. Frodo. And it always seems to be Frodo first and Sam second. Um, It just feels like he's beneath Frodo at times. So am I wrong or I want to like try and understand that? I don't think you're wrong, Devin, necessarily. Like, I think. Well, I think the Mr. Frodo thing might just be like a Is that Hobbit just a courtesy? Respect. I think it okay. might just be like a Hobbit respect. But at the same time, I do see like the point that you're getting at. I think ultimately, though, Sam does it out of love and it's not out of like like a transaction. But does he take like, advantage of Sam? For it. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes, he takes advantage of Sam. But for something as big as this quest, there needed to be someone who was the employer. I just, I don't know because Malibu. Sam's motivations, Sam's motivations are not monetary or mercenary or anything. Mm-hmm. They're just for the love, basically. Yeah, that's fair. So that's why I wouldn't call it employer employee, but like there are moments where I think Frodo um, doesn't appreciate Sam for, for who he is and the, the skills and gifts he brings to the table. 
And that is what makes Sam really the hero of the story. And in my opinion, the best character in the story yep. um, is because Preach. he's got that blind loyalty and that humility and that love. And, and that's amazing. And I think that probably for a lot of real life friendships, like we've probably found ourselves in those situations where like you are not at your best you are having a hard time with whatever it is and you take advantage of the people that love you the most. Yeah. You treat the others poorly. Yeah. Like that's fair. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I definitely think, I definitely think it's more than employer employee because like I'll do a lot of crazy things for my employer, but I'm not going to like trek across the country with a metal object. (laughs) Go check, Um, go trek across the country. <laughs> oh boy. Um I mean if Stephanie tells me to, but uh <laughs> I think it's it is much deeper than that. Sam definitely unconditionally loves Frodo. Um and I do think Frodo could take I don't I don't know if I like the word take advantage of. Like I might disagree a little bit. Um because sure. I I feel like take advantage of implies that Frodo, like there was maybe a malicious intent. And I'm not sure that there was on Frodo's part. Like, I don't think he was sitting here like, how can I use Sam? Um, I think he maybe leaned really heavily on Sam, like at times more than he mm-hmm. should have. Um, but that's also, again, taking into, taking into the, uh, taking into account the effect the ring had on him. Um, and I think, and I think it, well, I'm going to end it there because I think that it was like this unconditional love, this very like Philios love. And I don't, I don't see how it could be taken advantage of if that wasn't Frodo's, Frodo's intent. It was just like Frodo needed a homie. Frodo needed, needed a, a homie. homie. So, Sam, Sam <laughs> so homie. do you believe though that friendships that are like for the best interest of the other, like, do you think that there's never a time that you could be taking advantage of someone who is like actually a good friend to you? Like that's, that's what I wonder about with them here. Like, yes, I think it was for good reason, but I just don't know if like Frodo always had Sam's best. It's hard. I I have to think about it. I I think, yeah, it's a hard question, Stephanie. Um, and I guess it depends on the analogy you're going to use. So I think if if we stick with the analogy we've been using, which was Tolkien's experience True. with PTSD, like let's think real life veteran who has PTSD pushes away the people who love him the most. And I'm sure this happens all the time when people, when men come back from war, when people come back from war um, and they're suffering internally. And I think that's probably the same with a lot of, mental anguish um sometimes you can push people away and not know that you're taking that's very true that are taking care of you yeah but that person being pushed away might feel that that's way fair. But we're that getting there's... a third person perspective on the relationship versus mm-hmm. in the middle yeah. of it can't <laughs> judge too quick you'll be right all right is Open Devin maybe changing his perspective on Frodo? I, I don't I know think, yet. I think we by might the be end of this, slowly. by the end of this conversation, we will uh, we'll see what happens because I have mixed feelings. Well, Devin but, hates Laura Jean and Peter, so don't come at me. Interesting. I have facts. <laughs> I, have I have facts, facts to support me. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what okay. makes your show interesting is that you don't have the same opinion. That's true. Devin and I fight a lot. <laughs> All right. Um, 
Next question. Why does Frodo leave Sam, his best friend, with the fellowship and attempt to finish the trek alone? Does he Please think he's dumb. making the right choice? <laughs> does he well, think he's making the right choice? And why does he ultimately turn back? Well, I, you know what? Like, Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. I want to hear what Stephanie has to say. It just makes me think of Harry when he's like trying to leave Ron and Hermione behind. It's like a, a worry thing. He just wants to take the burden on his own back and leave the people he loves behind so they don't have to suffer with him. And it's stupid. It's like it's what it's what the chosen one always does to try and be noble and brave. And it's like they're trying to be like noble and stuff, but they don't recognize the fact that they need the skills of this other person to get to the end of their road. I think that they it, it's out of like love for the other person and concern. But at the same time, I think that sometimes this chosen one mentality of like, no, I have to go this alone. It's just it's what a lot of them fall into. And it's just not right. So I think that's why he does it. Ultimately, reminds me of Harry. Yeah, I, I think Frodo, like Frodo objectively needed help, right? Like it was pr- fairly obvious throughout the movie that he yep. definitely needed help. It, it, that, that is not really an opinion. It's just a fact. <laughs> um, and it's really hard when you are the, the chosen one or the person who has this huge like burden to carry. Like the ring was this huge mental and physical burden. And he's like, I don't want to burden my, my best homeboy with this ring. Um, and I, I feel like that boy. that was the <laughs> like that was the logic behind it. Like that's probably yeah. one of the reasons that people like Tolkien who came home from the war, like they maybe they pushed their loved ones away because they right. felt guilt they felt guilty about Do you think he would have made it all the way without Sam? He Shelob would have eaten him at the latest. At the latest. <laughs> I just don't see him like Sam's the real reason that he gets through this. And yep. he wants to leave without him. And it just like, I just, I, I, I think I it's out of a place of like, he wants to be, he wants to leave him behind. So he's safe. I don't think it's like a, like a, Oh, Sam sucks or anything, but ultimately like he needs Sam to get to the end of the road. It's, yeah. it's very clear. Sorry. I didn't mean to jump on the end, but go ahead. Oh no, you're good. I, I don't know that I could say it any better than you guys already have. Um, I I think Stephanie was absolutely right from the get-go is that he did it out of a desire to protect, um, mm-hmm. which I think is a is a very masculine quality. I think it's kind of a leadership quality that Tolkien probably felt a lot of as an officer. Um, so, yeah. And, and I think that, yes, at that point, that's still kind of the beginning, right? So he's kind of, no, I, I can do this on my own. And it isn't until, like, maybe even halfway through this journey that Frodo realizes, Oh, I need Sam. Like he's, he's yep. significant here. Like he's the, he's the brave one. He's the one that's keeping me going. Yeah. He ultimately just does. So like you said, out of fear. Um, and especially it's in the moment of what's going on around him. This is when the orcs are attacking and all hell breaks loose. And he was just attacked by um, not attacked, but like sought after by Faramir. Um, Faramir. Formier, sorry. <laughs> Yo, we got Formier. That's right. I'm sorry. I'm, that's right. Um, so ah. everything just seems to be going wrong, um, and he doesn't want something like that to happen on his watch again. So he departs from their group. He just he in like Leanna said, it's a leadership. I am taking ownership of this and walking away while I have the while I have the opportunity. Um, 
And it is a difficult choice. And he believes it's the right choice. Um, he thinks it's right to desert them and to go solo. Um, but he ultimately turns around because he knows Sam can't swim and Sam is too stubborn to turn back. So here we are together. (laughs) (laughs) Homeboy hand in hand. (laughs) Oh my goodness. So much homeboy in this episode. Uh, Okay. So number six, what is the next one? Oh, eventually these two wander across the corrupted golem and their dealings with this creature. I like that you called him a creature. Very nice, Devin. Forces I'm their relationship. I'm feelings out in the question itself. I f- <laughs> should I read this angrily? Like, I feel like I should read this angrily. Um, forces their relationship to become very tense. Why does Frodo choose to take on Gollum and allow him to be a wedge and a threat to his relationship? I, I have thoughts on this. Tell us. I, Tell us I, your I thoughts. There. I, need, I need somebody sane to walk me through this. <laughs> right. So on a very practical level, they did need a guide because to quote them, like in the movie, they're like, we're walking in circles. So yes. like on a very practical level, they needed a guide. But mm-hmm. also on a very much like more deeper level, um, Gollum is what happens to you hold on to the ring for too long. Gollum is what happened. Like I think... Frodo saw a little bit of himself in in Gollum. And I mm-hmm. think that scared him. Um, Go- like Gollum is what happens when you hold on to evil, when you hold on to vice, when you make no effort to like better yourself and you just let evil grip you forever. Um, so I think Frodo was like like uh, felt sorry for him and also was afraid he was like looking in a mirror. So like, and mm-hmm. we saw a little bit of that at the in the Return of the King when he like wanted right. to hold on to the ring, or when he got crappy with Sam, um, he like exhibited some little golem like qualities. Yep. Uh, so I think it, it was both practical and also kind of pity. Like the reason Bilbo didn't kill Gollum when he turned invisible was basically out of pity. Um, and Frodo was like, "Well, I've got this little monster who's endured the same thing I'm enduring right now, so I am gonna feel sorry for him." Yeah, I think that's an important contrast. Um, and, and again, it's it's not excusing Frodo pushing Sam away. Um, we're not listening to his advice. Um, but there's a certain level of relatability um, mm-hmm. that Frodo has with Gollum that he doesn't have with Sam. Um, Frodo feels the weight of the weight and the suffering and the temptation that comes with being a ring bearer. Um, and Frodo knows that Gollum became, I mean, he became Gollum because of the ring, um, because he gave into that and Sam, while he's, he's so good and he's, um, so loyal does not feel really feel that weight, that, that evil and that, Mm -hmm. that, uh, temp, that constant temptation that Frodo feels every second he's got that ring around his neck. Um, so he looks at Gollum and thinks, you felt it too. You understand. Absolutely. Yeah. And I just know <laughs> I hate this dude. And many of the listeners already know my <laughs> hatred for this character. Yeah. You spent like Lord 30 minutes episode. last time. I just hate Gollum. I hate everything it's about the voice. him. And I understand the creation process. I understand like the whole um, meaning and everything. It's just, he drives me up the wall. And to allow like somebody you who is delusional who you can't trust um to join you on this very difficult journey already it seems like you're adding 
more chaos, the chaos of the trip. Um, but I know he, he feels compassion for the pulse, the poor soul. And he connects with him because he knows the power of the ring and what it can do to your mind. And, um, but I just hate seeing Gollum tear these two apart because he really <laughs> is that wedge that's like slowly driving the knife into like in between them over and over again. Um, I just hate seeing it. And it pains me that Frodo gets to make the decisions in this relationship. <laughs> Hobbits is. Yes, Hobbitses. indeed. Okay. I have nothing to add. You guys hit all the points. So that's beautiful. Sweet. All right. So next question, what is their strongest trait? that makes their friendship work. We kind of already tackled a little bit about this, but we can dive a little bit deeper here. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna suggest that for both of them, again, it was perseverance because like Frodo persevered on the journey to, to destroy the ring and Sam persevered in his love for Frodo. So they, uh, they exhibited that virtue pretty strongly and it resulted in great friendship and a destroyed ring. So that's cool. Hey. Plus. <laughs> I'm going to say that the strongest trait that they share um, is their shared values. Um, and I think, I don't think we've talked about the, that yet. And I think it's something really significant in their friendship and in any friendship, really. I think the strongest friendships are ones that are rooted in similar values. Um, so with Frodo and Sam, like, there's a clear good versus evil. Um, we need to preserve the Shire. We need to preserve the world. We just save the world. Like, and this is terrifying and scary, but it's the right thing to do because we love our lives and we love our friends and our families. Um, so they've got this, this agreed upon shared system of values um, that I think keeps them going. Um, and I think that they both, um, there are times Frodo, especially when he, he loses sight of that and I think we would be remiss if we didn't talk about the monologue at the end of the second movie, which is um, similar to what's in the book, just yeah. slight variations. Um, but wow, like um, the way that Sam reminds him of their shared values, like there right. is good in the world. It is worth fighting for. And sometimes it is ugly and we suffer. But at the end of the day, like. There's, there's more good. And even if there's this tiny, tiny little bit of good left, that is worth all of this. I love that. I think you're both right. I want to put it on a like teeter totter and put perseverance and shared values because you both explained it really well. I originally yeah. like wasn't sure what to say here, apart from the fact that I just love that they're both kind of innocent, good souls. And I think that's what, helps them along this journey is that they're both just good. Like sometimes they have these moments where they're like, you remember the Shire, you remember? And I don't know, they just connect on a level where like the men and Gimli and like Legolas just don't because they've seen a lot more than these two have seen. That's basically it. I think ultimately though, I really like your answer, Leanna of like having the shared mm -hmm. value, especially of home because home I agree. Is Cause I didn't think about going. that. Yeah, it's it's that's good. Devin, do you have anything? Yeah, my original answer was just loyalty. Um, they put the each other values, like Leanna said, and just that loyal nature. They are loyal to each other to the very end of the line. Um, they both turn back to help each other out, uh, to rescue each other in their deepest and their darkest needs. So um, 
that's where I was going, but I, I love the insight that both Leanna and Jordan provided as well. So cool. But not me. I see how it is. Well, I mean, you, you kind of added <laughs> I kind of there, piggyback. So. <laughs> Very true. Devin's like no credit for you. Very teacherly. Okay. Uh, next question. Mm-hmm. What is their weakest trait or what does it lack that interfere? What, what does it lack? What do they lack? Their that interfere? Oh, oh, okay. That interferes with their relationship. Yeah. Does Sam have bad traits? I don't Preach think so. Again. He's again. grumpy sometimes. <laughs> he gets a little angry. I think that's what it is. Like I mean, he, Gollum, Gollum accused him of eating too much. I don't Is there any like. <laughs> Gluttony. That's it. It says only Gluttony. weakness. <laughs> <laughs> the elven food doesn't do it for him. <laughs> Maybe the I mean, weakest trait of their relationship is just Frodo. Is that fair well, to say? I mean, Frodo, I mean, like, I, I'm still going to be sympathetic to Frodo. I mean, how, like, he, his weak trait is that he, like anyone else who held on to the ring, was susceptible to the full power of Sauron. Fair. Like, I, like, I, that's not, are we gonna, really, really going to fault him for that? Fair. Absolutely fair. Devin might. Devin definitely yeah, is. You can see his face right now. Okay. I, Did we come yeah, up yeah. with an answer here? Um, I don't no, know. I was terrible at answering that. So I think we just talked our it. way around it. I just don't know if like, I can think of what exactly I, the weakest trait. So I think <laughs> Devin's one like, major let area, me hop in. <laughs> let, me, let me tell you. Uh, I think one major area where I see them lacking is the balance. Uh, Sam is like the mother of the group cooking and cleaning and um why does the mother frodo and his pets lead the way and he just has to like deal with everything that's going on uh they also lack any fun and laughter i know this is a difficult journey and they are in the darkest times but i we only see them happy at the very beginning um we get the potatoes bit oh okay whatever sure (laughs) but um, like Mary and Pippin have that joy throughout their entire journey. I think um, they also get still... to smoke a lot. That's <laughs> they very <do>. true. <laughs> they do. Where where's the smoke for uh, Frodo and, our dear friends Frodo and Sam? Um, <laughs> they need they some. Lose, apparently, they lose the light in their eyes, and it affects the relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, like I said, Mary and Pippin, they can just laugh and joke in the midst of darkness, and it. And they can still push through the darkness. Whereas um, I think Frodo and Sam kind of get enveloped in the darkness and it's hard for them to. So it's really exterior things that are the, like the weak, the things that make I just don't think they have good balance. It's like. Like they Sam, need Mary Sam and Pippin. Does, Sam does way too much. Whereas Frodo yeah. just has one job and that's the lead. I don't think they really like balance each other out in that retrospect. It's very heavy. Well, it's interesting that you say that Frodo just has the one job and Sam does everything because it's making me think, and maybe Stephanie, you too, about our role as managers. Yeah. Where <laughs> to other people, you might think, all you got to do is tell people what to That's do. That's fair. <laughs> and then everyone else is like, I feel like I do all the things. Mm-hmm. So uh, just so like, you know, someone's got to stick up for Frodo here. Fair enough. <laughs> um, God and, bless and again, that's really interesting. You're pointing out their lack of joy. Um, I, I think that is significant. I also think it's essential to the story because um, mm-hmm. that that's what the ring does. Like, it sucks it, their joy. It ro- yeah, it robs you of 
of your joy. And so I think that's a large part of the reason that Frodo is not really giving as much as he should to this, this friendship. Yeah. And, but I don't think that's innate. I would argue that they do have joy in the beginning. I think you're right. It's the ring that takes it away. So perhaps seven, a lot of these weaknesses we're talking about do come from exterior things in the story. Possibly. I mean, Frodo just has one job, but what, what, what's an absolute brilliant scene in the return of the King is when he's in the tower of Kirith Ungol. Is that the, what, am I saying that right? Yeah. Okay. Um, Don't ask me. He's in the tower of, he's in the tower of Kirith Ungol. I got Liana's nod of approval. So uh, he's in the tower <laughs> and he's, he's shirtless and you can see where the ring has been. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. I know Steph, you're going to go rewatch like, that scene. Wrapped around Blake shirtless. Um, <laughs> Elijah but, Wood. What can I say? You, you can see the the where the necklace sits and then where the ring sits on his chest. Yes. It's like all red and disfigured. And yes. I think yeah. that's just absolutely brilliant because it talks about the weight of the ring. I agree. Um, I think that's smart. So it's like the horcruxes. I'm sorry. I won't. No, the horcruxes are like anymore. the ring. The ring isn't like the horcrux. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Did it first. But who did it better is really the question. Um, <laughs> we, we need to start a new podcast for this. <laughs> <laughs> I actually will invite you on to fight me on Harry Potter versus Lord of the Rings. Although you Done. guys have a lot more material to work with probably so. yeah i'd be careful about that stephanie yeah <laughs> I, <laughs> I have to prepare about the book <laughs> yeah i have to prepare um okay have we sufficiently answered the question Devin? did you answer it uh no because you just i said exterior <laughs> exterior things i just i don't see a lot of weakness in their relationship i think sometimes frodo's an idiot but i don't i think sam knew that before they left and they were content so i think they accept each other pretty well um until they're faced with this adversity. <laughs> cool. So um, with next question, we finally get to the point where Frodo orders Sam to go home. Go home, um, Sam. What does this do to their relationship? They broke up. Not a, not a whole lot. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's a bump. <laughs> it's like a little bump. Yeah, it's a little bump in the road. Like it, it's like when Liana gets mad at me and she's like, don't talk to me. I'm like, well, this is sad for like (laughs) half an hour. And then we're going to be talking again. (laughs) And then you run back with a little sword and yeah, it's great. No, I think you're right. Like, I think that's why they are really You have to kill her spiders for her too. (laughs) Yes. Do you have to kill her spiders? (laughs) When I'm around. Yeah, I do. Definitely. No, but I think that's what makes their friendship so strong is like they hit this breakup point. And Sam's just like grumbling for a few minutes. And then he turns around when he realizes Frodo needs help. And it's like, that's beautiful. Like a lot of people would hold a grudge, walk their butts all the way back to the Shire and be like, I don't care about this jerk. But Sam was not like that. So that's a really strong friendship. I also think friendship transcends like, like an argument. Like if I got in an argument with somebody and they sent me home, that doesn't mean I want them to die. (laughs) <laughs> go home jordan <laughs> like if someone like if someone sent me home like like if i drove out to see liana like nine hours and she was like jordan I'm go home then i then like i still don't want her to die <laughs> <laughs> that's, I mean, that's fair but i mean i still think it took it took sam a lot to get over his pride with this matter especially with Gollum, and just like go back on the road with them because but yeah, there's instant forgiveness when he realizes what's at stake. Yep. Like, oh, yeah, totally. when he 
put in perspective, wow, Frodo's in danger, instant forgiveness. Like, because I would rather, it's like, I would rather continue to fight with you for the rest of our lives than not have you in my life, you know, right, Jordan? <laughs> That's beautiful. So, yeah, totally, yep. <laughs> so much relationship <laughs> wisdom in this friendship episode, too. <laughs> I'm just, first of all, who gives Frodo the right to tell Sam to go? <laughs> I'm just like he's the leader, Devin. He's the employer. Yeah. He's remember? the chosen one. <laughs> he's the leader. He's the ring bearer. I just. That's I mean, like it was ultimately Sam's decision to join him in the first place. So if he wanted to turn around, he could have turned around long ago. He he's not turning around. He's sticking with you. So it just annoys me. Yeah, but that, treats- no, that would have been really mean. <laughs> what was it? That would have been really mean. Like that's my that, and that's my insight. It would have been really mean. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> that's all the insight that's needed. Uh, he just treats Sam like a servant or a dog. And... I don't agree with you, Devin. For the record, sometimes he gets a little sassy, but I think it's because of the ring. I don't think Frodo would treat him like I that. I agree, but also I don't know. It's just always that balance, right? Of trying to. Um, understand where someone's coming from because you know they're suffering, you know they're dealing with Yeah, something. I just hate that it's up to Sam to save their relationship. True. It feels a little Am I toxic wrong? that way. Am I wrong? Like, is it, is it, like, does Frodo ever return the favor in a sense? I, I, I wonder how much I'm missing by forgetting what comes from the book, but, but like, if we're talking purely from what I know, mm-hmm. yes. n- not, re- not really, maybe. <laughs> But is a friendship like always also, about that? Like, I guess it is about give and take to some extent. Well, I back on like the re- the religiosity of Tolkien, like from a from his like very rooted in mm-hmm. Catholic perspective, like you don't stop loving somebody because they're mean to you. No, um, and I totally I'm I 100 back that, but it just feels like it's all on Sam's shoulders to carry the relationship. Li- it does literally, literally, literally yes. carrying the relationship. Yes. Um, <laughs> well, if if we are talking about the relationship as as its own isolated thing, then it could be seen as unfair. But I have to point out the fact that he's carrying Frodo so Frodo can carry the burden of something much bigger that Sam. I, I think Sam, I think, sees what Frodo is doing for the world as something that's like valuable enough to him that he would help him if that makes carry sense. him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Crap, I froze. Did I miss something funny? Damn it. Damn it. That makes it's me okay. so mad. And you oh. were saying the best thing too, Stephanie, like probably one of the most important lessons from the entire series. And especially with any relationship, like there's gonna be a time when you cannot take on somebody else's pain and suffering. Yep. All you can do is support them them and love them. Yeah. You can't take it away from them. And that's, I swear that it's just like one of the best moments in cinema history is the way they portray that moment Mm -hmm. when Frodo's like, I can't carry it for you, but I can carry you. And yes, don't that is the the people we love the most. That is the line, Devin, because if we're looking Mm -hmm. at their friendship as an isolated thing, then, yeah, Frodo is a big bitch and it makes me mad. But (laughs) but because what he's doing is so valuable for the world and like saving literally saving the world, I think Sam sees that as more important than like his feelings. I I, big props to Sam for 
doing the right thing. But I just big props indeed. Big props indeed. Again, making him the real hero, right? And I agree. Sam is the real hero. Yeah, but but we're gonna acknowledge it right here. Sam is the hero. Sam wise is the hero of the story indeed. Okay, next we're already in the yeah, we're already in the middle of the ending anyway. So go ahead with the next question because it it kind of deals with a lot. Talking about the ending as a whole, there's no way to break it apart. So what are your thoughts on Sam's return, him carrying Frodo up to Mount Doom, their fight with Gollum and Frodo's departure for Middle Earth? I think we've been talking about this. So we have. That's why like we might as well like dive even further in. <laughs> I I think it's like the absolute crucial ending. It's like exactly what needed to happen and you just you see like just how invested they both are in their relationship and in their goal like in that moment. It's just ah it's so beautiful and that's where that's the moment that I appreciate Sam the most, I think. Is when he just pushes the extra mile because he knows that Frodo can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I just answered my own question. So I'm sorry. Good job, Seth. <laughs> I feel like we covered, you mentioned four things, right? In your yeah, question. so Sam's return, we already talked about. Him carrying Frodo at the mountain, we mentioned, if you want to dive in deeper, but their fight with Gollum inside the volcano. Mm. Um, and then Gollum. Frodo's departure from Middle Earth, so him leaving at the end. Uh, yeah, the I journey. mean, the fight with Gollum was where he became known as Four-Fingered Frodo, and I think that's a great <laughs> nickname. Um, but I also known for think, eternity, save the world, but he's known as four finger. <laughs> yeah, worth it. Exactly. Um, but I, I love the, uh, the, oh gosh, I just lost my thought because I looked off to the distance, but um, I think that the fight is important because like Isildur, the man also fell to the ring, but like mm-hmm. he didn't have a buddy there. So again, we see True. the power of friendship vanquishes the ring um because elrond and Isildur uh-huh. weren't friends yeah right? that's fair it was just so fair. so the the ring's gonna do its thing and corrupt the individual and uh there's a but you got a friend there to help you toss it in the Anyways. importance of community boom 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 yeah yeah so i feel like we touched on everything except the the very end the actual end of the movie so mm-hmm. I, I yeah him go, leaving yeah i'll go i'll go straight there um because that's something that's I feel like really hard to accept whether you watch it in the movie or you read it in the book. So Frodo gets to go off to the undying lands and usually it's only the elves, right? That's just a place for, for elves who are immortal. Um, and then people get like, like very special to, to go to the undying lands. If you're a, a man or anything other than an elf and Frodo does and he leaves Sam. <laughs> And that at the end is just, it's heartbreaking. It hurts. Um, it's he doesn't tell him until the very moment. It's so painful. It is. It is. And there's just no way to make that not painful because you're tearing apart the people that were going to ship. Um, but um, I think it's it's significant to say, to, to point out that people have different callings in life. And, and I think that that is kind of Tolkien's Catholic perspective I'm showing again um, in that Sam chose a family. He got married and he had a family and he had a responsibility to the Shire and to Rosie mm-hmm. and to all of Who's his a babe. children. <laughs> we, we've already Rosie acknowledged Cotton. this. Who's <laughs> a babe? The babe, Rosie Cotton. <laughs> um, but 
yeah, so Sam, Sam has that new responsibility. Um, and again, kind of just um, drawing on the, the PTSD, basically, that, that Frodo suffered, um, especially if we think of it in the context of like real life PTSD from one of like the mm-hmm. ugliest wars in history. He mm-hmm. never healed from that. Mm-hmm. Emotionally, Frodo, Frodo never healed. And it's hard to live in this world surrounded by people who just don't understand. They, they didn't suffer in that way. Um, they're not dealing with that mental anguish the way that Frodo is every day. So in a sense, Frodo has to leave. Yep. Um, yeah. So, and yeah. I, I think it's a reminder, too, of a couple things that like, well, I, I, I'm going to propose a question at the end. But like, I'm going to say that it's a reminder from, from Tolkien's, like where he came from, from his religion, pers- religious perspective, that we weren't, that Frodo like wasn't made for Middle Earth. He was made for something greater. And so as a ring bearer, he was entitled to go to like Middle Earth heaven or like Tolkien land <laughs> heaven. Um, so uh, he, cause, cause Tolkien would, would have, probably suffered a lot like we know he probably had a lot of mental anguish so his what kept him going was like i i'm not made for this world and my suffering Mm -hmm. is going to be relieved when i get to leave this world and so when you look at it that way it's a little less depressing because Tolkien was kind of channeling the hope he had in his religion which is pretty cool uh and in the question i'm going to propose because i'm convinced that uh sam could have gone to the undying lands but mm-hmm. he chose to stay with his Leanna. I mean, his Rose, his Rosie. Um, so <laughs> uh, he, he chose to stay with his gross. love of his life. Um, <laughs> so gross. I love yeah. He chose to stay with Rosie, even though yes. he was briefly a ring bearer. True. So he could have gone to the undying lands. And mm-hmm. I think it was Rosie that kept him, which is kind of sweet. Yeah. And it wasn't his time. I think that Rosie will lead him there eventually for different reasons. Well, yeah. Lead Stephanie, him to paradise. <laughs> well, Stephanie, you said it because actually, so not in the Lord of the Rings trilogy, but Tolkien's writing goes so far beyond just this trilogy. Um, Sam actually does travel to the Undying Lands. Get out. Um, after, yeah, he does. Um, and so do Legolas and Gimli. Gimli is like the first dwarf to. Wow to go um of course so he is much much later he does so I, I think sam does get his due what he is due i was vaguely aware of that but liana inevitably knows slightly more just slightly more than i slightly. do about, about <laughs> middle of the floor that was recorded that yes. was that was recorded. i will that. play it back to you Oh yes, crap! I'm gonna need that clip. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, the nice thing is, I have a whole lifetime to surpass her knowledge. There so. you go. <laughs> My God thing bless. is that Frodo is just so succumbed by his scars of the journey because he's his, just like, tired. PTSD. Yeah, he's just so drained that it's necessary for him to go and escape everything that he's been through. Um, whereas Sam being the good hearted, passionate guy that he is, he's able to move on and see the hope and the light and everything else in the world and have a family and pursue everything that's good. Um, well, I think it's just not a, his time yet. Yeah. And I agree, but I think it's also that he just isn't meant to 
go. Like he's, he's found a, a place to belong. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas Frodo feels like he is too damaged and he feel and he has to take this embarkment. He's, he's damaged and he's broken. So in order to be healed, he has to go to this undying land. Yeah. You're right. Okay, Devin. I agree. Move on because I have another question I want to add. In oh boy, here we go. Um, so what are these two teachers about friendship? We've dabbled at this a lot. Dibble, what dabble. do you think is the kernel? What is the kernel that these two teach us about friendship? The be- the best friends, like they love you. Like, you know, love is willing what's best for one another. And, uh, you know, loving oh, one Kate another. Kate said that too. <laughs> she did. Who? Kate. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, I'm cha- <laughs> love is willing what's what's best for each other and love is persevering in one another through the, loving them through their flaws because it takes sometimes it takes perseverance to love each other. It's not always mm-hmm. going to be a feeling, right? Um, so when Frodo and Sam don't feel like getting along, they Sam still loves them. And so I think the biggest takeaways are just love is unconditional, love perseveres, and uh, love gets us through the adventure. Boom. It was three things, Jordan. Oh, you're right. I, I literally can't count. Oh, not leaving okay, anything for the rest of us. <laughs> I just got jalapeno in my eye. What are you oh, doing? Why would you eating? just don't even ask me how that happened? But Leanna, <laughs> oh <my laughs> um, so just it, oh, Stephanie, in an effort not to be repetitive, obviously unconditional love is the answer. Um, but to switch it up, I think that. Um, when your friendship is rooted in something greater than you, then you can you can get through anything. I love Mortar, that. Fi- volcanoes and fires and orcs and just get through it all. I love that. You guys are so friendship wise. Friendship makes you do the impossible. Yes. <laughs> You're all so wise. I think it taught me that friendship is necessary. That community is necessary. I Mm -hmm. I really liked the point. I think Jordan made it earlier that like the original guy, I don't know how to say his name that was trying to destroy the ring. Didn't have a friend, but Frodo did. And that's what got him through the, the challenge. And I think that that's something that's also part of Tolkien's religious belief is that community is like a huge part of what brings you to your ultimate destination. Um, I don't know. The two of them just like really impressed upon me that like, there's nothing more important than having a good friend. Yeah. It's <laughs> your support system, right? Yep. Like um, true friends will always have your back and always be able to support you. And that goes beyond the ends of the earth. These two go beyond what they're naturally meant to in mm-hmm. order to stay united and to uh, do what they're called for. Um Amazing. Before I ask the last question, I just want to ask a little fun question. Who are your favorite characters? Mm. My favorite character. Okay, Sam. (laughs) Sam. Sam's one of them. But okay, go ahead. I I want to hear what you guys. Who's your favorite character in the series? I think I said this earlier. It's Sam. Is it Sam? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's Sam. He's he's the best. He just he gives you the most comfort. Although, I I mean, I, I think a close second would probably be like, Aragorn, and that's just not me being a girl. Maybe it is. I don't know. Tall, dark, and handsome. Jordan, Um, Jordan cannot be your tall, dark, and handsome. (laughs) 
Is yours well, Aragorn like, because he's hot? Yeah, but for completely different reasons. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> now he's like he feels cheated. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Arag- Aragorn is my favorite because A, he's super cool and he fights and he kills all the orcs. But he's got a sword. <laughs> yeah, he's got this cool freaking sword. When I was a kid, it was legless because he slid down the elephant tusk and it was. Yes. Badass. But um, Oliphant, sorry. Um, Oliphant. But. Aragorn's the best because he like has this moment where he's like, I am a Sealdor's bloodline. Like I was too weak to destroy the ring. He doubts himself. And then when he's presented the opportunity to steal the ring, he doesn't. And then he goes on to save the world. So that's beautiful. And, and uh, unite the world too. Devin is Sam your final answer. No, I, I really like if I had to like, I think on the previous episode of Lord of the Rings, we, I talked about like, what was your favorite journey? And I think I'm still sold on Marion Pippin. That makes sense. <laughs> like like their journey, out. just the growth and the development of those two. Like they're such dweeby, um, like all jokes, all fun. And then they get thrown into chaos and you see them still have joy in the midst of it, but also learn a lot from it, um, which I like as well. And you got, you got to love the golden trio of uh, Legolas and Gimli and Aragorn. And they have re- like, I think he does Tolkien, excuse me. They, he does a great job at just building these relationships and having them matter. Yeah. Um, and showing a lot of growth, a lot of development, and um, almost every man character. Like every, like if you read Lord of the Rings, not that I have, but if you, even if you watch <laughs> Lord of the Rings, like I have, um, you can see yourself in different characters, which I think is important. Yeah, uh, oh, yeah, that's my, the magic of Tolkien is that you can read it and reread it and watch it and rewatch it and find something new every time. Uh, okay. My as long as you have character. like 16 hours to watch. Yeah, as long as you have 16. <laughs> Devin was mad. Didn't you watch the long versions, Devin? I don't think so. I think I just watched the regular versions, but there's. I don't super understand long, what guys. you mean when you say regular versions. <laughs> <laughs> okay, can anyone guess who my favorite character is? Uh, Erwin. Nope. Although, Arwen? second. She's the second. I was going to say, she is good. You're Sydney? Badass woman. She's incredible. Is it Mary? Who's Mary? Oh, Mary, you're saying. (laughs) I was like, who the hell is Mary? I don't know. No, it's not. It's Gimli. Is it really? No, it's not. It's Gimli. I love Gimli so much. Like, without him in the story. You don't like Gimli? What? I hate dwarves. Stephanie, I am prejudiced against dwarves. I'll say it. You are one. Oh, (laughs) you heard it here first, folks. (laughs) I love you guys. Okay, it's Gimli. Talk about that later. But Aowen, Gimli, just because I love, you know what? It has to do with relationships again. I love his relationship with Legolas. I think it's like the funniest. But but you like that relationship, not Gimli. No, I love Gimli. I I can't. I can't explain. I've always been super attached to Gimli as a character. I think he's hilarious. But Aowen comes in close second, like for actual reasons, because she's a badass. Mm -hmm. And anyone who could just say, "Well, I'm no man," and just (laughs) tear off your helmet. (laughs) Oh hell yeah, I love it. Um, Okay, but then that brings us to our final question, which I think we've answered very thoroughly, unless Devin has something else to say. (laughs) I can't tell. Oh, Devin, you're, I thought you froze, but you just had a really, 
You had a really nice smile on. Okay. Thank you. So last question. <laughs> Thank you. Do we friendship it? Of course. I think, I think we learned we have. Duh. Devin? I, I'm still mixed, guys. I'm sorry. What? You don't have an <laughs> I answer? Feel, I, just, I just hate that Sam carries the friendship. And that's where, that's where I'm still like stuck. Like, we don't get to see afterwards where they have that natural return to a friendship that it's, it just feels weird to me that Sam has to make the decision to um, carry them in a sense. I'm disappointed. But in you, I, 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 so I support Sam 100%. I ship Sam, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, in the, in the end of the return of the King book, they return to the Shire and then Saruman's like taking it over and he's got all his ruffians and they're mm-hmm. being mean and they're attacking the hobbits. So like, like the four hobbits, like draw their swords and they start whooping butt. And like, I'm sure that, I'm sure that when you draw swords with the boys, you become closer. The boys. Listen, Devin, I am going to have to convince you off air, but I think, no, I think I'll, you guys did a very good job of presenting the the case and I will, I will agree. Okay. I'm still just, I'm still just like tentatively agreeing. I think you should read the book. That might help me. That might help. Read the book. (laughs) You're freaking English teacher. You know, Okay, I know, any, but they're just so long. I know. Any final thoughts before we go into our guest comments? Sweet. We covered so it. There you have it. Yeah. So, you know, our thoughts on Frodo and Sam. So what are yours? The first guest comment we have today is from Kaylee of the Book Was Better podcast. And coincidentally, um, her sister Taylor also reached out with a comment. So we have both of them. Uh, And we will hear from her shortly. Um, But here's Kaylee's comment. Sam deserves so much more credit. Frodo, Frodo wouldn't have made it after leaving the fellowship if Sam hadn't followed him. Sam carries this friendship and the success of the destruction of the ring should really be credited to him and not Frodo. Boom, Kaylee. She's wow. speaking my mind. That was almost <laughs> the perfect comment. She said he wouldn't have gotten and then she, like, she could have said far without Sam. Uh, she didn't. So close. Hey, but so far. Missed opportunity. Yeah, so close. Well, you know what, Kaylee? I love you. You and Devin can go sit in a corner and talk about how much Frodo (laughs) sucks. Uh, But so the next comment, as Devin said, comes from Taylor. So the other half of the book was better. Hi, the book was better. I love you guys. Uh, And she says, Frodo and Sam are the epitome of friendship without judgment. I could do a TED talk on this, which I think that we sufficiently have done a TED talk on this at this point. Yeah, and I actually would love to hear more about her perspective i want to hear that talk (laughs) we'll have to ask her on the percy jackson episode yeah and our final comment comes from mary and she says best bromance ever next to the trio of aragorn legolas and gimli that is which is very true i love that bromance all the time okay so and loved the bromance yes okay he had many in his life did he really see now i want to know he had so his that is one of the things that he treasured the most in life was all his of the bros. men who were his they were they were his bros his Which explains why he, all the people on the fellowship are guys yeah. <laughs> what are you trying to say <laughs> Devin? 
All right. Well, we love it. (laughs) And thank you to all of our guest commenters. And a super huge thank you to Jordan and Leanna for joining us as our guest couple. Yay. This was eye-opening. I appreciate it. (laughs) Thanks for letting us geek out so that other people can listen. Usually, of course. (laughs) Of course. Of course. And as usual, shippers, if you are enjoying the show, um, please rate and review. Let us know what you think. It means the world to us. It really helps us out. Um, and we love hearing from you. Yeah. And you have any suggestions, couple ideas, or want to send in a comment or join us, reach out. You can find us on social media or email us at weshipitpodcast at gmail.com. Devin seriously loves hanging out with you on Insta. So please do it. Thank you. <laughs> I love you, shippers. Yep. Always remember, there's some good in this world, Mr. Frodo, and it's worth fighting for. See you next time, friends.